0: Everybody, welcome back to Wings with Friends roommate edition. Woo, woo, woo. woo! I'm here with my lovely guest, Claire Pan.
1: Hello. How are you, Claire? I'm okay, a little sick, so sorry for the sniffles.
0: That's okay, it happens to the best of us. Um, thank you for joining me. Thank you thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to, you know, come here, sit down, have some wings, you know, and then record a podcast.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for letting me live at your house. (laughs) Use your toilet paper. Wait, you use my toilet paper? (laughs) That's just expensive. (laughs) All right.
0: We're discovering all sorts of things. This isn't a recording device. This is a lie detector test, Claire. Uh Uh-oh. To see if you've been going in my room. Just kidding. (laughs) I trust you. No. So I was going to make a joke about like, oh, you know, how great for you to come here, you know, like... And it's like it's convenient I just came home <laughs> yeah so yeah this was by accident I happened to you know it's Monday so I stopped at Little Caesars to get pizza and they had their wings and people have been talking about Little Caesar wings a little bit on my podcast and I was like let me grab some of those so we got some garlic parm How, what'd you think of them?
1: They were so good, and that garlic parmesan sauce makes a really good pizza dipping sauce.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I learned something new from you. You know who originally told me about garlic parm from Little Caesars? Who? Nick White.
1: Oh. Because when he
0: was in high school, um, he would just get a bunch of them and like set up and like put towels on him and just go to town. Um, but it's like it's their crazy bread garlic butter with parmesan. And I think there's some Italian dressing in there. Did you taste that?
1: Yeah, it's got a little bit of pleasant acidity.
0: <laughs> you have such a refined palate.
1: <laughs> I mean, I like Little Caesars, so I think most people would say
0: otherwise. <laughs> well, we'll get into this because we've shared some food stories, and you've talked to me about like the nice meals that you like or the food that you like. You're kind of, I'm gonna say, picky, but you you do like good food.
1: I like. Good food, for sure. I struggle to eat anything that's overcooked or bland. But I also really like very, like, avant-garde food, like molecular gastronomy. Ooh, have you ever had that? A couple of times. A couple of times in Houston, where I went to college and lived before here. And once in Mexico, (laughs) I had a 12-course dessert tasting.
0: (gasps) That sounds like heaven. Was it, did it have molecular gastronomy involved? Like yeah. foams?
1: Yes. They had such like weird stuff. So they freeze dried yogurt and the way that they like pumped probably liquid nitrogen into the bowl made the yogurt have a popcorn-y texture. Oh. It was bizarre, but delicious.
0: So it was like crunchy, but mm-hmm. then it had that creamy. Oh, I like that. That is fascinating. You've been all over. Are you, would you say you're well-traveled?
1: Not as much as I would like to be. But traveling is a primary hobby of mine,
0: yes. Nice. Okay, so let's, uh, I guess we've already gotten started, but like to officially get started. So this is going to be Little Caesars Garlic Parm Wings with Claire Pan. Um And yeah, she's my roommate. You're here for just a short time. Six months. Why is that?
1: I am currently training at the same company that Mary works for six months in our headquarters.
0: Yeah, so from time to time, you know, I'll have a, I'll get a roommate or two from there. It's a nice little gig. Um, But I'll tell you this, Claire has been my favorite. (laughs) And I'll tell you, I wasn't so sure I was going to like you. It's like, oh, she's so young, you know, and. (laughs) But why, why do you think that is, Claire? Why do you think this has worked out so far? And I'm totally jinxing it jinxing it, because after this, I'm going to be like, I
1: hate you. I know. Tomorrow, I'm going to, I don't know, do something terrible.
0: Well, your dog did poop on the thing today, so I guess... My
1: dog pooped on his designated pooping thing, dress <laughs> mat.
0: I understand. We're working professionals. We don't have time to always do things. I mean, we, sh- we need to make more time, or you do. I- wait. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, I mean, we... <laughs> This is why my dog moved out, okay? (laughs) Because I was always gone. I was always working. But um, uh, I'm just joking because I know dogs poop.
1: He's usually a better boy than this.
0: He's such a good boy. He is the best boy.
1: He's probably spoiled by your parents last weekend.
0: I took Bixby to see Carl and Savina and Memphis. And I'll tell you, my dad was so mad because he's got this thing about, like, bringing other dogs around. And, oh, you're just dropping them off and making it my responsibility. and But he does love dogs. And I think they were afraid Memphis would, like, try to kill him. But in turn, Bixby was the alpha. And if Memphis got too close to his genitals, Bixby let him know. And Memphis was like,
1: oh, sorry. And I think Bixby's an alpha. Bixby is a 12-pound corgi chihuahua mix. (laughs) So cute. So that's a... Not good for Memphis.
0: Memphis is probably a 25 pound. <laughs> he's gotten so fat. But he's a Dachshund something mix. And he's just, he's heavier. But they're roughly a similar size. But Memphis has more in the body. He's definitely heavier. Um, but once I set them down together in the backyard, they, they sniffed each other out. And then I tried to distract them. And then they went in the house and kept trying to find food. Like, dogs do what dogs do. Mm-hmm. So it was really cute.
1: I got some pictures. He was adorable.
0: Yeah, Memphis is giving him the side eye. Like, who's that guy?
1: Um,
0: he even let—I don't know if he let or Bixby demanded to like lay on my mom, and that's you know Memphis's woman. So it was funny that they told me that that he like just threw his head back and laid on her. So I think they were happy. And that makes me happy.
1: Bixby always needs new friends.
0: I know, poor guy. We leave him alone so much. Well, it's your dog, not mine. But So, no, I love how this is working out. It's so great. And I think I say that because, Claire, you're really young.
1: I'm old at heart.
0: (laughs) You just turned 22. And I was like, "Mm mm-mm, these millennials. But I was pleasantly surprised, and Claire gave me hope for the youth and the future. And you helped me, you were intrinsic in helping me get my podcast launched.
1: It was just poking through the settings on SoundCloud, but...
0: She's so fancy, see that? I don't even know what that means. But <laughs> did she help me with the RSS feed? That's true. And I had just gotten uh, my first Mac, and I was like, can you, maybe you can help me with my new computer, and what'd you say?
1: That's why everyone wants to be my friend. I used to work for Apple.
0: I was like... Oh, my gosh. And that's when I realized sometimes God just gives you what you need. <laughs> What's that saying? They're like, you know, you don't always get what you want. You, that's the Rolling Stones right there, okay? You don't always get what you want. Sometimes you get what you need. You can't always get what you want, but if you drop yeah, stop staring at me. I'm sorry. That's the problem. Okay, that's the problem with somebody so young. They don't know that song. Bixby, shh. <laughs> the dog's like shaking. Stop it. <clears throat> you call him my son. Oh, that's really cute. My he son. is
1: my son for the next decade, so. Yeah. How old is he? He's like four, three, four. Little yeah. rescue guy. Yeah. He's a Hurricane Harvey rescue guy. <gasps> rescue dogs. Really? hmm You got him from Hurricane Harvey? Or did you steal him? <laughs> no, I rescued him from Poor Paw's Farm in Houston after Hurricane Harvey. Oh,
0: how sweet. So somebody out there's missing him, maybe.
1: Unfortunately he didn't have a collar or a microchip, so microchip your dog sons, everyone. Dogs Your sons. dog sons? <laughs> <laughs> dog sons and dog daughters. Microchip them. It's very inexpensive.
0: Claire, you always have something back to say. Anytime I say something, you always have like a like a factual response.
1: That's my problem. I can never, I don't accept being wrong very well.
0: Mm-mm. No, stubborn. So here's the thing though. All of the things that might annoy me in another roommate, I feel like your good stuff really overshadows it. So, like, if your dog poops or if, like, you leave all your shoes in the dining room or if you um, don't lock the front door. I shouldn't say (coughs) that. We have a sign now, so she will lock the door, so don't even try to come here. Um, But all the good stuff kind of outweighs that. And I'm so much more mature now, and so I don't get upset about petty things. And you pay me on time, so that really helps. Yay. And look, money she talks. Just, <laughs> money talks. Um, and she just lets me talk and talk and talk. <laughs> How can you not like being around somebody like that? Um, speaking of money talks, like you, you know, so you're, you're in a program, um, to do that kind of work. Like what attracts you to that kind of work of, of financial, is it financial planning, advising, you know, what is it that interests you about that?
1: Officially speaking, um, it's financial advising and what interests (laughs) me the most about it is seeing people who with very few small changes that could make, that could reach all of their goals, not make it because they're not taking the tiny steps required to get there. Does that make sense? Yeah. They don't know that they can get there with such small increments and so they don't take them.
0: Yeah. And time, right? Like Mm -hmm. somebody like yourself or your age, if you started saving now, you can do very well by the time even, you know, by the time you're 40 and you can even back off and not even uh, this. I don't know anything. And I worked there like 13 years longer than you.
1: Yeah. I mean, we call it the cost of waiting. Right. So investing when you're 45 is vastly different than investing when you're 25. Ooh, is that are you getting that static? Why did it start
0: doing that? That's okay. Uh, No, excellent point. Um, So you'll be opening your business where? In Seattle, Washington. Woo woo! Mary's got a place to stay in Seattle. That's all I heard in that. Now I've had many roommates who have moved away, and I've like always thought, oh, I just want to have somebody to go visit, you know. And I really have never done that except for Clayton. I went to his wedding in Colorado. That was great. I still stayed in the hotel, but, um, (laughs) so no, I truly believe I'll be knocking on your door and you'll like, let me sleep on your couch.
1: Yeah. And hopefully if I'm successful in a few years, we'll be penthouse sweet, sweetened in the four seasons or something. What? (laughs) Oh,
0: that's the other thing. Like Claire, you're pretty high end. You have like bougie taste.
1: I apologize in advance for my bouginess. Don't be,
0: don't apologize just for the job you want.
1: Oscar Wilde said, you're never overdressed or overeducated, and I ascribe by that.
0: That is so good. So you hold yourself to really high standards.
1: I think I've been surrounded by high standards in my family. I am the only person in my family without a graduate degree. Oh. So. You know, I I almost said, like, oh, I'm the only
0: person in my family to... Go to college. And I went to a state school. You were pissed because you didn't get into Harvard. Was that a actual... That was a, that was a chance for you? That was an opportunity for you?
1: I interviewed there, but didn't get past that. Wow. I've never even
0: been on campus. I will, though, if I go visit Boston.
1: Cambridge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My old boss, she had that territory... And she would go there a lot. She loved, like, New England and that whole culture and everything. So I do, too. I think the guys are really hot there.
1: <laughs> I like the meritocracy. And What does New that England? mean? Uh, theoretically, right, it means that the most, the smartest, most qualified people are the rulers of that society. Is that what exists there? Theoretically. Um, maybe I'm just saying this because I'm ugly. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you say you're ugly? (laughs) Uh, I was always a smart person, not a hot person.
0: (laughs) Um, Claire, in a previous podcast episode, I tell a little joke that's only half true about like you're going to the ASU football game and you're wearing like a midriff shirt and short shorts. And I was, that was true. The part that wasn't true was when I said, young lady, you better go upstairs and change. You know, you're not going out like that. So... I guess what I'm saying is you're not ugly and maybe,
1: were you weirder looking when you were younger? Oh, definitely. I had braces. I had weird bangs. When I was very little, my dad used to cut my hair. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry. I mean, you just hit puberty puberty,
0: like a couple weeks ago, so it's (laughs) probably going to get better for you, Claire. You're so young. What? This is very echoey, isn't it? It feels echoey. Right? It'll get better, Claire. Don't worry. You have a boyfriend, so that's saying a lot.
1: Surprising, but, I know.
0: But And you've had other boyfriends. I don't think I've even had one boyfriend. <laughs> I know this isn't a comparison, but shit. The dog's eating. Good. I keep changing the subjects, and then you don't have to respond. And I'm like, Mary, stop. Let her respond. Okay, you'll, you'll break out of your shell. Gosh. She's not ugly. Um, So, one thing I think is fascinating about you is how you are like book smart. Like, you just said all those big words and theories and shit you've learned in college. But you're also very personable, friendly, and like warm, which I feel like is a combination you don't find a lot, like being really smart and stuff.
1: So, had that happen? She's going, oh, I don't know. It's like one of those things where they ask you, you know, what's your greatest strength? Oh.
0: This is America's youth people it's just no clue. She's like a madman with a million dollars and a and a I don't know, I don't know, I just made that up. It's like Justin Bieber. You know, I have this theory about him is that cuz I remember when he was very young. And so if, let's say 14 when he got big. Uh, that's a guess. So then he gets huge. He becomes a gazillionaire, probably never gets real life experience or an education. And now he's like a 16, an 18, a 21-year-old with too much money, no education. You know, and that's when they, and I'm thinking about the time when he got he got in trouble for like peeing on stage or doing stupid shit. And I'm like, well, that's what happens when you take like an adolescent, give them, or he earned money and power and fame and they're total
1: imbeciles. Justin, if you need financial advice, give us a call.
0: <laughs> See, she looked at that as an opportunity. So
1: um
0: um and that had nothing to do with you. Um I was just making a joke, but you seem to swat down all my jokes.
1: <laughs> I warned you before we did this that I wasn't very funny.
0: So maybe you know what that's what you have that I don't have, okay? Wait, that's what I have that you don't have is a sense of humor (laughs) i'm just looking for something that um you know i can be like i've got this
1: it's true mary's hilarious and i am (laughs) not
0: you're so nice i'm totally joking but i guess that's what makes us all great is that we have different strengths and you know you're good at some things and and i'm good at you know some things and you're not good at some things and I just like to actually, when I think somebody's like really perfect, I want to poke holes and just try to be mean to them.
1: No, it's true. I'm not very good at telling when a joke is a joke. And one of my colleagues who majored in psychology told me that I might have undiagnosed Asperger's. Oh,
0: I don't think that's true. I know some people who might, who are worse. (laughs) No, you have a great personality and um, that will go a long way. Um, Because the business you're in, I mean, it does feel like it's numbers and money, But it's really about relationships and do people want to work with you or do they trust you and stuff. So I think that will work if you keep them in balance.
1: Absolutely. There's so many of us out there and there's, you know, 300 million people in the U.S. alone. So how do you know that? I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) Well, it's called Google. (laughs) She's looking at me like, are you seriously this stupid, Mary?
1: No, this is a I don't even know if this is actually correct. I just totally spitballed that. I know it's roughly <laughs> around <Liga> there. <laughs> Alright,
0: so you are well traveled, you like really good food. What is where's the coolest place you've been to? What was your favorite trip?
1: I think what makes you break a breaks a trip is who goes on it. Mm-hmm. And so my favorite trip was to Mongolia with my mother and my late grandmother. Oh and my late grandmother was the favorite is my favorite person that I've ever met in my entire life, um, I aspired to be just like her. Oh! And so, that the company definitely made that trip, but there were also some really cool experiences. Um, we roasted a whole, I don't remember if it was a lamb or a goat, on a spit in front of the fire, and then they just put the lamb on the table. Dang! That was pretty cool. We, you know, rented horses and ATVs. Whoa!
0: Tell me something about your late grandmother that made her really special. Just something really specific.
1: She always had food on the table and a good story for us. She genuinely cared about everybody. And that was, I don't know that I've met many smart people who have no malice. You know, sometimes you'll meet unfortunately dumb people who have no malice like they're the nicest people ever and mm-hmm. they have no thought of ever hurting one or backstabbing everyone and unfortunately I think that the more academically well off you are the more likely you know how to hurt someone
0: strategic and manipulative. Right.
1: you can be more manipulative and I think that my late grandmother is one of the few people who are both brilliant but also have not even an ounce of malice in them.
0: That is beautiful. Oh, my gosh. It's things like that that I love about this podcaster I want to uncover. Um, you know, you said a good story and food on the table. That sounds like my podcast. So this is, It is like a podcast. <laughs> That's why I like you there. Oh, thank you. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, hmm. What's the best meal that you've had? Anywhere in the world. And I bet that's about company also, but
1: it's up yeah, to you, though. That's absolutely about company. Um, the One of the most technically <laughs> advanced meals was <clears throat> Eculent. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. <clears throat> in Galveston, it's one of those molecular gastronomy things. Mm. It was like a 12-course meal, and it was fancy, and there was smoke, and there was potato soup that was in a ball. <laughs> Oh, yes. It was like a tiny, yeah. tiny ball the size of a butter ball, but you put it in your mouth and they exploded <gasps> into potatoes. Was it warm? It was lukewarm. Okay. But it's still really good.
0: Um, from Top Chef, I remember Wiley Dufresne was one of the top um, guest, uh, Malekahani Mal- Malik- 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 like, Ho, um, gastronomists. And so I, I know something. That's all.
1: Yeah, it's really cool and really pretty. I love how they serve the food as well. It's um visual, it's really visual. Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. Oh, I like that a lot. So, you've lived a lot of places too. You said you went to school in Houston, but like where did you originate from? Where did
1: I originate from? <laughs> I get this all the time because I'm East Asian. Um I was born in Berkeley, California, and I grew up in Boston, Massachusetts, and I went to most of grade school and college in Houston. Okay. And I am now here in Tempe and going to Seattle.
0: So you went from like left to right to middle, back to left.
1: This is my fun fact. I have been on every coast of the United States and now Southwest U.S. and Arizona.
0: Yeah. I think this is a cool experience to live here for six months because it might, I mean, I think Arizona is a great place, but it might not be where you want to end up, um, but to have that experience of living there for a while, at some point in your life, you're going to go... You're going to be talking to like a potential client or just somebody and you're gonna be like, oh yeah, there, I live there, you know, and then you'll have that in common.
1: Or they'll be like, how's the weather today? And they'll be like, it's really hot, but not as miserable as Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> We're out of that now. Isn't it lovely now? It is actually surprisingly incredible. Um, I think it's 70 or 80 degrees now.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I like to look at my weather app sometimes and I keep, like every time I travel, I add it. And I like to see what it's like at other places. So it's 79 degrees right now. It's 630 in Arizona and Gilbert. Um, but did you know it's 82 degrees in Montego Bay, Jamaica? <laughs> it's like always nice there. Let's see, where is it the coldest on my app? Um, my friend lives in Asheville, North Carolina. It's 44 degrees, which it's a little chilly, but probably nice for them.
1: The most pleasant thing about Arizona is the dryness. Mm -hmm. I don't think my skin has ever been this clear naturally because of the dryness. You
0: love your face routine, though, and skincare routine. Like, you get so many packages to the house, and I think most of them are beauty, hair, makeup stuff. Tell me more about that.
1: I have a problem. (laughs) If anyone who's listening to this is, you know... Alcoholics Anonymous, but for makeup products, please, I need your help. (laughs) Um, I really like subscription boxes and subscription packages, whatever they're called, Um, because it's like a present to yourself, you know? But
0: you have to pay for
1: it. It is, but that's (laughs) why it's a present for yourself, right? You got to pay for presents to your mom and dad, too, so...
0: I know. And they come in, they have such great packaging. Like this one had like a metallic black bubble wrap. What was in that one?
1: That was Scentbird.
0: Oh, and you gave me a Scentbird once, So that's nice. Claire will share with me. And I think that's the best part about having roommates because when I moved into Matt Mundus's house, I had this theory that he was going to get, he gets a lot of gifts from people he works with and that he would just give them to me. And it didn't happen that way.
1: Mary <laughs> and I trade beauty products because we have vastly different coloring. Mm-hmm. I have an extremely yellow undertone, which works well because we're...
0: What's kinda... my undertone?
1: I think you're more neutral. Maybe... Olive? Yeah, olive.
0: I don't understand the undertone. To me, I'm like, oh, look, we're both tan color. We're not fully white, but not... I don't know. But thank you for sharing. Always. That way I don't have to steal. your dog's licking my feet right now he's so sweet um gosh what else what else about you do you think is uh significant important or would you like people to know we're gonna just wait (laughs) for you just it's okay it's a podcast they can't see us so just think about your answer um and
1: um Claire, who... <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a very loaded question. Significant or important? Like Mary said, I just turned 22. So there's not a lot that's significant and important about me yet. But I hope to be both in the future.
0: Where do you... Um, like, what... <laughs> Oh, I'll leave that one. That's good, though. I like that you think that there's nothing significant or important about you yet. Uh, that humbleness, I think, is a is really good trait for somebody your age and in your industry to just... You're always open to learning more and admitting that you might not know everything. Um, so oh, absolutely. I think that's nice.
1: The imposter syndrome is crushing, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think
0: a little bit of that's okay, but definitely I know women really struggle with imposter syndrome. Um, I did and then I succeeded in a couple things and then I found out I was an imposter so I
1: uh, (laughs) as long as you're a successful imposter and no one can tell for 40 years (laughs) all good
0: (laughs) who's your uh, what's your favorite band artist cultural experience
1: Um, recently, my boyfriend came down to see me from Seattle, and we went to see St. Lucia. Wait, wait, wait.
0: Your boyfriend traveled from Seattle to Arizona to see you. Mm-hmm. I can't even get a guy to go, come here from Fountain Hills. Okay, so, just saying.
1: Well, it was my birthday, and it's a little bit past our two years. I can't even get a text message back, Claire. That <laughs> doesn't take anything.
0: Anyway, keep going.
1: Yeah, and so um, we saw St. Lucia in Houston, I think our second or third date over two years ago. And he surprised me by coming down and by getting St. Lucia tickets. And so we saw them again. Oh. And St. Lucia is an incredible experience because Jean just like pops off the stage, and you are arm distance away from him and he sings while looking into your eyes and he and his wife are just the cutest thing ever so we love them are you on a first name basis with the band <laughs> um i guess i know the main guy he doesn't know my name so. <laughs> wait um so you had
0: posted a picture from the um from the concert was that of the singer Is it a... I don't know this band very well. I feel like I've heard them. Is it just... Is it a guy and his wife?
1: So there is the main singer, um, Jean, and then all of his bandmates. Okay. Um, His wife will occasionally pop in, but you don't hear her voice very often um, in a solo. Okay. Generally, as a supporting melody. Vocalist? Okay.
0: Okay. But you guys, like, vacation together, and you guys all, like, hang out and stuff?
1: I wish someday, I mean, because St. Lucia is an island, um, our goal someday is to sail to St. Lucia, which is what we're hoping to do for his birthday next year.
0: Oh my gosh, that sounds so sweet. Again, I can't even get a guy to come here from Fountain Hills. It's 30 minutes away. So we'll find out if he listens to this
1: podcast.
0: Um, that is really sweet. So is St. Is, is, is Lucia kind of an alternative or what kind of music is it?
1: Mm-hmm. It's indie. Oh, okay. Why
0: does that buzzing keep happening? Um, oh, well, let's talk about these wings.
1: You enjoyed the wings. I love the wings. I love Little Caesars. Don't judge me. It's delicious.
0: Well, I mean, you're both ends of the thing, you know? You, you like molecular gastronomy. You like Little Caesar wings, which might be like the bottom of the food pyramid. But it's still delicious and cheap, and that that's pretty good. It's good stuff. Do you prefer the drummy or the flat?
1: I have no preference. I only don't like boneless wings. I think that those are the biggest betrayal that the wing industry has developed. They are dry chicken nuggets. They're not wings. They I don't know who decided to call them wings. They are chicken nuggets. And I will <laughs> give mad side eye to anybody who orders boneless
0: wings boom claire pan just dropping it like that i one day am gonna do a compilation of every time which is a lot somebody talks shit about boneless wings (laughs) because my my listeners my guests um i think that's those are my people, right? Like, if, you, if you're on Wings with Friends, you like wings with bones. Like, that's what you're eating. I did have one guest. I let them do boneless. But they did hair and makeup at Comic-Con, and they had some really good stories. So I was like, okay. And she had a couple more reasons. Uh, so nice, nice one, Claire. Do you um, do you clean your wings, or do you kind of just, like, you know, eat around it? Or, like, how do you eat your wings?
1: I definitely clean them to the point where my poor dog has nothing left.
0: You shouldn't give the dog chicken bones because they're too brittle.
1: Well, he likes to lick them.
0: You can't control him not biting them, though. And then Claire's going to say something, and then I'm going to say something, and Claire will be right.
1: (laughs) I probably shouldn't.
0: No, I think you can give him beef bones is the one that's okay for dogs.
1: Again, my dog is so small that my finger is the entirety of his mouth. (laughs) Have you tested that? Well, so he had a tooth that was a little brown, and I was very concerned about it, so I took him to the doggy dentist, (laughs) and I tried to show the doggy dentist that tooth, and I could not manage to make him open his mouth, Oh! so they had to um, put him under anesthesia, my poor dog son.
0: Oh, my poor dog son. That's so cute. You take good care of him when you're home, but... (laughs) just sorry <laughs> my parents have installed a really great amount of pet guilt and that's why memphis moved in with my mom like you know you're not taking care of them or you're not home and you know uh, it's it's ridiculous but i think they thrive on that or something i don't it's very strange
1: well i'm a huge proponent proponent of rescuing dogs from Like, from the shelter, what they were telling me, I mean, even if you foster or rescue a dog, as long as you don't mistreat them, they're having a way better life with you. And that frees up the foster and the shelter to be able to take in another dog instead of, you know, unfortunately, sometimes euthanizing them. So
0: It's a good rationale. Like, living in this, hey, we leave the AC on for him. He's got a nice
1: couch. He gets organic treats.
0: Yep. He's got endless food. Yeah, so his life here is pretty good. I should have told my parents that about Memphis, and maybe he would still be here. No, he's having a good time. If he
1: was here, your parents could rescue another weenie dog, and (laughs) there would be one more weenie dog safe from We want all
0: the weenie dogs. Um, Okay, so you clean your wings... You don't care if it's a drummy or a flat. Do you use ranch or any kind of dipping? Do you do blue cheese or anything?
1: I'm a huge fan of blue cheese and celery, but I'm not a fan of carrot sticks.
0: Oh, I can see that. I like that. Well, these little Caesar wings did not come with, um, I think I had to pay extra for the ranch, but they didn't come with the veggies because it's little Caesars and nothing's fresh there. Like, I don't know.
1: I mean, they just start banking on you getting addicted to the carbs, so they're not going to give you any fiber or water <laughs> To help
0: (coughs) (coughs) Yeah it's still good though I think it's on that scale of like Cheap and good And for six dollars Like it's really good
1: Absolutely If you have a You know X, Y axis We've got cheap on one arm And good on the other This is definitely above the line
0: She was acting that out by the way Her hands were up And one was across And she's like focusing On trying to get the access right It was hilarious (laughs) (laughs) I had a roommate, Matt Clark. He lives in Northern California now. Maybe Petaluma. Um, He works for an RIA. And he, he would do the same thing every day of the week. So like Monday, he'd get a Little Caesars pizza, and me and Justin would steal it. And then on Tuesday, he'd get Subway. On Wednesday, he would get Panda. And those ones he can't really share, but me and Justin would kind of come lurking, like, ooh, you got Panda, oh. Because me and Justin were just, like, garbage people, you know, and then there's poor... Sometimes Matt, he would do... Um, he'd buy a f- loaf of French bread and then just, like, turkey and just stuff the turkey and make little sandwiches. He just ate very simply, and he didn't like anything too, too crazy. But it was so funny. And then on the weekends, though, he'd go get bagels. He'd get six bagels. And so we'd each have two, and it was just fun. Like, Oh, and he barely put any cream cheese on his. You
1: each ate two bagels? That's kind of a lot. Don't judge me, Claire. Okay. No, I'm impressed. I am wildly impressed that you each ate two bagels. Well, here's my theory on
0: bagels, and I have the same theory for In-N-Out Burgers. Is one feels like it's not enough, but two feels like too many. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely feel sick after the second one. But since he didn't use a lot of cream cheese, I felt like I could put as much as I wanted, which is both gross and delicious at the same time. So I'm not ashamed.
1: No, I'm the same way. Do you want a lot of cream cheese? Absolutely. I love cream cheese Mm -hmm. and butter. Mm. I was having waffles with one of my colleagues and was definitely getting some side eye (laughs) for putting four butter balls on one giant (laughs) waffle.
0: Butter is, I love when you get like real butter, Irish butter. Mm, yes, mm. that Kerry
1: Goldbother. Yeah, thing. the real stuff. My grandparents told me I ate a whole steak of butter <laughs> as a child. So. <laughs> but my family is very much of the mentality that um, to teach us to not be greedy. If we ever were greedy about something, they would force us to eat it all. So I don't remember if this was because I chose to ate a whole, eat a whole stick of butter or this was because I was forced to eat a whole stick of butter.
0: Oh, that's fascinating. So wait, so if you became like a greedy little kid if you, about something, they'd be like, here, eat it all.
1: Eat it all like, until get, you will never eat it again.
0: That's really interesting. I mean, that's good. So do you think, do you think the practice is to like, um, oh, I get that part. I'm thinking about something else like, I grew up in a family with, we had six kids. And so my mom really, we had burritos all the time. But like, um, if there was like, I remember some Jell-O pudding pops. There's only one for everybody, right? Do you think somebody who grew up with less would end up being more greedy? Or if you had a bounty, would you be more or less greedy?
1: That's a very interesting philosophical question. It's
0: philosophical?
1: I, I think so. Okay. Um, unless there is some data about this that I would be very interested in Of course. In um, I think that people who grow up poor are more cognizant of their own greed, and people who grow up with a bounty just expect it. Um, my father grew up very, very poor. And my mother always jokes that him and all of his siblings are hoarders. <laughs> <laughs> um, and maybe I picked up that a bit, too, with beauty products. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not grow up poor, but I... Uh,
0: now, my mom is up. a little bit... Of, oh, wait, she was poor. She's a little bit of a hoarder. She still looks like she's poor. She might be poor. I don't know. Uh, we've had... You know, we've been poorer and richer in different times, whatever, but as they get older... Um, that's, that's, an interesting question. it really is. And you, well, you heard me try to formulate it, formulate it on the spot. So it was kind of tricky. Um, along the same vein, I try not to do this, but I notice if there is a lot of something, I take a lot. And if there's not, I mean, I would only, so, so if I had, um, if there was two dozen Bosa donuts at work, I'm going to eat one and then I'll probably come back and eat another one. And but is that
1: greed or is that because of
0: supply and demand?
1: Supply and demand and pres- perceived selflessness, right? If there's 12, you said 12 donuts?
0: Let's say there's 24. If there's 24 so there's plenty donuts. for everybody.
1: Right. If there's 24 donuts, you can still take 1% of donuts um, and affect everyone the same way versus if there's 12, it's, uh, you know. So if there was more. maybe
0: a half dozen, I might like take half. But if you see a lot people will like eat more.
1: Mhm. And you feel less bad because you know that oh there's so many donuts mm-hmm. and there's only 10 coworkers.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, and I know that's not greed but it's just something I think about. It's interesting.
1: We're so deep, Claire. I know it's like the portion size problem.
0: Oh, what's that?
1: Um some I think I read somewhere that some doctors or dietitians think that because US portion sizes are so large that we unconsciously eat more yeah because most people will just stop when they run out of food right. and i definitely find that the same to be with like chips yeah if i have a costco-sized bag of chips and it's on my bed i am going to eat far more than if i poured a few out onto a plate and had to come back downstairs for them
0: yeah you know having an upstairs downstairs house really affects things like I, i'll be like no nah. like yesterday i wanted to say i was hungry but i was tired and i chose the nap because i didn't want to walk downstairs
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, maybe that's what dietitians should prescribe. Move into a two-story house. Shoot, I want to move into a one-story. That is
0: fascinating. I like it. We talk about all sorts of things. Um, Any, well, I did ask you about if you have any wing stories, and you kind of said not really. So have you thought of any since then? Or are we going to have another long pause?
1: (laughs) Um... Um... Like I said, I didn't really want to tell the other one, but I guess I've been peer pressured. <laughs> no, you don't it. have
0: to. It's fine. About the time you sold arms and had wings with the Saudis, and you know, if you don't want people to know about that, it's cool.
1: No, well, okay. I
0: don't. <laughs> the Saudis were just the first people I thought of.
1: No, I'm really <laughs> being peer pressured. um Well, so one time I was dating a guy who was now my boyfriend. And we were in line for a fancy Japanese restaurant. And they told us it would be a 50-minute wait. 50? Fifty-five zero. Ugh. Yeah. We were hungry. I mean, Japanese food isn't filling as it is. And so my car was reasonably nearby. I had beat B-Dubs gift card, I think, that I won or that one of my friends gave me.
0: How much was it for? I
1: think it was like 50 bucks. It wasn't nice. a small one. And so me and the guy were just like, F it. We're not waiting for, you know, food that's not even going to fill us up. Let's go to B-dubs. So went to B-dubs. <laughs> that's my wing story. What
0: kind of... And then, and then you had to pay with your gift card? Yes. Um. So this was
1: like an early date. I don't think it was our first, but... I paid for the entirety of that
0: Dang, date. Dang, and that's why he's not around now.
1: <laughs> hey, you, it is, that, you pay for that date. <laughs> it sir. is 2018. What does that have like, to do with anything? Women can pay for our dates, too, especially if it was a free gift card. That I, I can, can
0: pay, pay for, for the date. I just don't want to. <laughs> that's and, a good screener. And if you want me to touch things, then I... I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> I mean, if uh, you want me to touch your wing, you better get me some wing. <laughs>
0: Nice one. She probably caught that out. She's nope, it's staying in. Um, right we can wrap up because this has been really cool. We would be talking like this right now, even if I didn't turn on the podcast, probably. Um, I would probably be telling you about all my crushes and how this guy talked to me and this one did this, and none of them are calling me and When
1: was the last time you touched someone's wing?
0: Hey, 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 (laughs) Claire, that is out of line, young lady. Um I don't know, it's been a while. Um, like actually or just thought about it. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, when the tables turn, I get really shy. I'm like, oops. Um, no, it's been a while. Um, okay. So no, I was saying we can wrap up a little bit. But I wanna know what is your dreams and hopes for the future? What do you want? Short term, long term, anything?
1: short term I would like to back <laughs> up <that> my 401k <laughs> boring <laughs> um,
0: you're gonna go to the Grand Canyon this weekend
1: that's right have you ever been I have not isn't that crazy yeah just
0: be careful people die in stupid ways there on accident all the time
1: I have oh heard my god I can't believe ride. I said that
0: I just, I don't want to put bad things out there. Would you say there's donkey
1: rides? Someone told me there was donkey rides. I'm personally praying for a llama ride, but <laughs> I love llamas. Yeah. Um, are you guys going to do it in a one day? Um, so we are going to leave Friday immediately after work, head to Flagstaff, um, stay the night in Flagstaff, and then do a day trip.
0: There's a hostel Flagstaff. there in Flagstaff. Oh, I've stayed in it. I love it. Oh, really? That's where the Big Pine Comedy Festival is that I was just at. It was a great time. It's chilly up there right now. but
1: Fortunately, we were able to get a big enough group for an Airbnb. Oh, nice. But I just stayed at a very miserable hostel. So uh, I'm a little reluctant Here. right now.
0: Oh, okay. No, that's fair. There's also the Motel de Beau, which is a small motel. Well, you have an Airbnb, so it's fine. We stayed in a really nice Airbnb. Um, at the festival, I stayed with production and (laughs) anyway. Okay. So grand Canyon, I know I brought that up. Anything else? What do you want long term?
1: What do I want? That's such a difficult question. I know, but it's so important. You got to put it out there. Well, if I was your financial advisor, I'd reassess your goal every year. (laughs) um, (laughs) What do I want? If
0: you were my financial advisor, you'd be broke.
1: (laughs) 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 Um, I want to be able to give my parents and my remaining grandparents everything that they gave me uh, and more. So I want to buy my parents nice cars and, you know, pay for their gasoline and car servicing bills so they can't complain. I want to uh, go on vacation with my grandfather. Uh, My grandfather is Indonesian. Which is why I want to go. I really want to do Bali or Indonesia with him. That would be really cool. Um, and I want to give Bixby everything he deserves. Oh God, so sweet! Like a Tesla with a big roof.
0: <laughs> Bixby needs a Tesla. Mommy's gonna get it for you. Okay, Claire, that is so sweet, and that's why I think you're so great because you know you still have these you're just so close to your family and you love them and for being so smart and talented and great. I mean, kind of like your grandmother, right? You're like, you're so smart, but you don't have any malice. I don't know. I have yet to see it, but sometimes I feel like I wake up and you're standing over my bed with like a, a, a an ice pick, but, um, I don't, I haven't been able to confirm that yet, but just know that it I wouldn't will be an
1: ice pick. We have too much DNA technology, <laughs> so it wouldn't be an ice pick for sure. Okay.
0: So just know Claire's trying to kill me. Um, just kidding. No, that is so sweet. And that's what makes you so special. And I think um, I think the same thing is at 40 with my parents. Like, I want to do things for them. And so um, I love it. Do it. Plan
1: that trip. Um, this has been great. Did you have a good time? I did. Thank you for the chat and the wings, mate.
0: Thank you for paying your rent early. That's <laughs> so sweet. All right, you guys. This has been a really special, intimate conversation with Claire Pian current roommate um and hopefully just future friend you know uh, ho- uh you know she does have the option of never talking to me again when she moves out but you know i'd love to have a place to stay and person hang out with um in seattle
1: for sure if <laughs> you you're heard in that? seattle wings are on me <gasps> what <laughs> wings with a 10 percent tax <laughs> oh because they have a 10 percent sales tax there mm-hmm.
0: you can afford you'll be able to afford it um i just want to go to some bougie like Bars or breweries, you know, and hang out and like.
1: The brewery scene is amazing up yeah, in the Northwest. I believe it.
0: Dudes in flannels. <laughs> oh my gosh. And beards, my favorite.
1: <laughs> all right. Thanks
0: for being here, Claire. Uh, thank you for listening. I'll talk to you all soon with Wings and Friends. Oh, I ruined that. <laughs> um, all right. Thanks for being here with Wings with Friends. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.